Blog Talk Radio. Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more.
Wow. <laughs> what a way to open this show. That's just amazing. That is off of Ron's a new CD, his John Lennon tribute CD, and the reason why he chose John, we will talk about that. Um, welcome to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. This is Holly Steffi, and um, I want to say a few things before we start the show. Today's the first day of fall. I want to say that um, I hope everyone has a wonderful fall season, and what a great way to open the fall season with um, Ron Apria's new CD, where he pays tribute to John Lennon and the Beatles, Um, and that was his son, Matt, that plays on that. We're going to talk a little bit more about his musical family and his amazing work that he's done. Actually, he's done work with John and also with Elton John and quite a few other people, and the CD is just amazing. There's some great tracks on here, and I want to find out what tracks he chose, why he chose them. And I want to let everyone know that if you'd like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036. And the chat room is open. And with that, I'm going to bring Ron into the studio right now real quick. Ron. Hello. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Wow. That song, you know. You know, when you sent me the CD, it was just, just amazing. And, you know, to hear it actually play over the air... It's, you know, besides just on iTunes that I listen to it on, it's just unbelievable. Your son did such a great job on that song, too. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was um, that was Matt uh, Apria on, on violin, and that was his, um, believe it or not, that was his first improvised recorded solo. Seriously? So, uh, yeah. He's, a, oh he's a classically trained violinist. You know, he was... Uh, I know. He, uh, he he was up at Eastman for, for a few years and got his degree mm-hmm. up there, and uh, and did uh, mostly classical work. And his training was all classical and uh, playing in orchestras and you know various other um, you know di- different sized classical situations. But um, but you know he's he's been around you know around us plenty, and he's 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 sensitive to the jazz stuff too. He's he's been with us for his you know for, for his entire life actually. He's been he with was, you he, since he's been he born. Was, he was born he into a, when he, he went was, away to school and he, he was born into a jazz family. So yeah, so he still so he has those he has those jazz uh, roots in there, you know. And uh, and I thought it was time, you know. Uh, he's he, since mm-hmm. he got out of college, he's been he's been kind of um, uh, busy doing uh, some studio stuff. He did a couple of movie scores. He did an album with a saxophone player named Mitch Froman and a few other mm-hmm. people. And um, and I thought it was time to. To you know, to to get him out in front and and let him turn him loose and let him play some some solos, so we featured him um, on, on a few tracks on this project. Well, you know what I want to do is have you give out your website really quick because I know a lot of people had asked where they could get the uh, CD, which I did put the link up on quite a few places, and Ron's also on Facebook, and you are on iTunes. And uh, um, why don't you give why don't you really give out your website real quick so everyone okay. can go there. It's www.ronapria. That's R O N A P R E A dot com, and uh, and it's on CD Baby as well. Yeah, it can be it can be purchased on CD Baby or on my website is fine. It sure is. <laughs> yeah. So, a, but by the way, you know it's, the, the the name of the album is uh, Ron Apria. Ron Apria pays tribute to John Lennon and the Beatles. And that and first tune that we just played was the only tune on the album that wasn't written by Lennon or McCartney, you know. That was written, of course, by I George Harrison. Yeah. Oh, 
That's right. I remember yeah. you telling me that. In fact, that's, that's interesting. I, I oh, love that tune, and that's the reason why it, the album didn't read Ron April plays tribute to John Lennon. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, well, that wouldn't be fair to, <laughs> to George Harrison to play one of his tunes and not and not. So, so that's why we added and the Beatles, you know. Well, I messed up then. I when I was putting the show together said tribute to John Lennon. I should have put tribute to John Lennon and the Beatles. I'm so sorry. I left you guys out there. Sorry, Ringo. <laughs> I know. But yeah, there's, there's, he's going to be up here th- next month. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a one tune. All the other there's, there's twelve tunes on the album, by the way, and uh, um, eleven of them are written either mm-hmm. by Lennon on his own or Lennon McCartney uh, collaborations. You know. Yeah. So, what that we was... talk? Yeah. You know what I'd like to talk about first is um, how this album came to be because you have um, directly worked with John on Walls and Bridges. And also with Elton John and quite a few other people, I mean, on other various other projects that you've worked on, you're a very accomplished musician yourself. Um, Why don't we start there and then talk about why you decided that you wanted to do this, because I know that you have a big, your reasoning behind this and your intention is just so beautiful. I think everyone needs to hear that. All right, well, I I had spent, uh, prior to doing the album with, with John, this was in 1974, Prior mm-hmm. to doing that project, I was basically touring with with jazz bands. I was on the road with Lionel Hampton's band, and mm-hmm. um, and I was thinking about this the other day. And I'll get back to to the Lennon thing in a second. Uh, oh yeah, no, no, but uh, okay. I I didn't I I was thinking about you know in this business we're so busy, you know, uh, looking forward. We you know it's uh, we rarely look back, but since I did mm-hmm. this album, you know, it's, it's kind of important that that people know why I, why I did the album. So I find myself going backwards and thinking uh, about things that I had done in the past. You can't spend too much time doing that cause, because if you spend too much time dwelling on the past, nothing, you know, the, 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 nothing, nothing new happens. forward, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I started thinking about this um, during one of my interviews. And um, on the jazz side, uh, touring with a lot of, I was touring with Lionel Hampton's band, and, and lo and behold, one night, Louis Armstrong was in the audience. Now, Louis wow. Armstrong, in my mind, is, is like the daddy of, 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 yeah, of jazz. I me mean, too. it started with him. Yep. And uh, and Louis Armstrong uh, came up, and of course Hampton invited him up, and and I got I got to play with Louis Armstrong, which was so cool. And I, I oh, we uh, wow, somebody had a Polaroid. We didn't have cell cell phones in them days, but we had Polaroid mm-hmm. cameras. And one of the guests had a Polaroid camera and took a picture with me, Hamp, and Louis Armstrong, right after we came off the off the bandstand, and we were kind of hugging, and um, for the picture, and and of course he. He signed the back of it, and then, and then I started thinking about it. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than Louis Armstrong, and then and then that's the jazz genre. And in the rock scene, I, I did an album with John Lennon. And I'm thinking, uh, am I a, am I leading a charmed life here, or what? <laughs> you know, Louis mm-hmm. Armstrong and John Lennon, you know, uh, within a couple of years of each other. So uh, so I I, I, can almost, I, I guess I'm, I'm I, I've been fortunate in that respect, you know. But going back to the Lennon thing now, uh, uh, we we did the Walls and Bridges album. He had five horns. Um, uh, you know, on that project, and uh, it, uh, over a period of, I guess, about I don't know, two and a half weeks, we uh, we 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 laid down the tracks for the for the horn parts. The uh, uh, the other parts were already done, the rhythm parts and the, and and even the vocal parts were done. So we were just basically wrapping our our parts around what what they already had recorded. Mm-hmm. And it was was quite interesting since 
it was unusual for a, a horn section that large to not have arrangements. And uh, and and of course, in this case, typical for for, for a lot of the for a lot of the rock sessions, there was there was, there was no real music there. So uh, we were kind of winging it, you know, and hitting and missing a little bit. And it was, uh, you know, for me a little a little bit uncomfortable uh, since you know coming out of a completely different genre into a rock thing, and then uh, you know, find my, finding myself in the middle of a recording session with four other horn players with no music. It was a little a little stressful in the, in the early going, uh, but it, as it, it all settled and, and, and it worked out, and, and I found you know working with John to be an amazing experience. He was a sweetheart to work with, uh, um, just a, a real gentleman, and um, uh, you know he, a very creative guy. And he would sit there with his guitar, and he would kind of give us an idea, you know, how he wanted us to approach a particular track or a particular song, and. Um, mm-hmm. And that's and that's basically how we did it. It was basically all by ear. You know, there were no no written arrangements. And um, the first session I've ever done like that with no music. Um, but uh, to lead to the next part of the, of, of the story with Lennon, he had lead sheets. Uh, I don't know if people know what lead sheets are, but it's it's a sheet that's in the in the in the guitar key. I do, I do. And uh, <laughs> and it has the melody and it has the chords on top. Uh-huh. And um, and I'm thinking, well, since we don't have any arrangements, let me let me go into uh, uh, the other room. They had some photostat machines. I decided to, oh, uh, to copy the music. You know where I'm going, right? I do. Okay. My gifty uh, that you sent me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, he, so 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 here's the story to that. Uh, I was copying those lead sheets so that so that the rest of the guys in the band would have. A little bit of an idea of, of what what the tune looked like, you know, what key we were in, and what you know, what, you know, uh, where the melody was and stuff like that. It would be a little bit of a guide. So I'm in the, I'm in this room up at the up at the studio, and um, I'm making I'm making these copies. And who comes walking in but John Lennon, and um, comes over to my machine and takes the music out and sticks his face in the machine and hits the button, <laughs> and just lit up the room. You know, uh, uh-huh. and uh, I'm thinking, what's he doing? This, this guy's gonna go blind. You can't do that. So, uh-huh. uh, so these, uh, so these two photostats come sliding out, and and he hands one to me, and he hands one to Steve Medeo, uh, a trumpet player on 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 the session. Uh-huh. And he says, uh, he says, here, he says, hang on to this. He says, someday it's gonna be worth a lot of money. And he walks out of the room. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so funny. So, and that's the picture you sent me. Yeah, that's 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 the picture. And in fact, we used those. Wow. Um, uh, we made copies of those and we put them on on T-shirts. You know, we yes. on this Kickstarter thing and as gifts, uh, oh, people right. that donated that's to right. the Kickstarter, we gave them T-shirts with that with that photo set. Um, mm-hmm. It's. I found out that that I I have the only one. There were two of them. One one he gave to me and one he gave to Steve. And Steve, I don't know, he's has got wrecked. So uh, mine's in great shape, and it's the only one, only one on the planet. So I'm, 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 I'm proud to have it. Funny thing is, at the time, I was so stressed trying to get through the session without the music, I wasn't even thinking about the importance of, of that, of that photostat. Yeah, uh, so I basically the rolled it up. Time. And, rolled you it know up that, and right? In my case, yeah. So anyway, those, that, those are some of the, the little side stories that uh, that went on up at up at Record in 1974. Story. You never told me that, even on our shows that we've done before. Yeah, I mean, like, like I say, I've been 
I've been uh, kind of thinking backwards. I've been doing doing interviews, and the more interviews I do, wow. the more stories I remember. You know? Well, let's I, say that you have been doing a lot of interviews. Your CD, your newest CD, that we are reviewing, and we're actually doing the interview on today, which is where you paid tribute to John Lennon and the Beatles, um, has gotten and received rave reviews from many, many places, and I know that you've been very busy with that, and with you and I and Angela being friends, and Angela, by the way, is his other half, and she is also a musical, amazing woman, um, jazz singer. <laughs> I want to hear about these um, amazing uh, things that you've been doing with the CD. What kind of response have you gotten from people? Okay, and I've uh, read some of them. My my big fear in doing a project mm-hmm. like this, uh, you know, I'm a jazz musician, and yeah. uh, and I'm playing nah. I'm playing rock tunes. Uh-huh. Or, or you can call them pop tunes at this at this point. You know, I'm not even sure. Uh-huh. I guess in 1974 it would be considered rock tunes. Now they're classics, and and I guess they're they're standards and pop uh, you know pop standards. But uh, but to take to take um, music out of the rock genre and and, uh-huh. and make make a jazz album is a little a little risky um, because you run the risk of uh, not pleasing anybody. I mean, the jazz people. Um, you very well could say, well, it's it's too, you know, it's too commercial. You know, I'm using strings and I'm, and I'm playing uh, Lennon tunes. They think they may think, well, gee, that that's not pure jazz. And then and then the rock people may say, oh, it's too jazzy. You know, so I was I was afraid of that happening. But uh, so far, uh, it's been just the opposite. Uh, I've gotten tremendous um, excitement and interest from the from the rock folks uh, and respect and and, and respect. And the, and I'm getting some. I've gotten a five star review on all that jazz and uh, all about jazz. Amazing. I'm sorry, and um, and a few other reviews and 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 it's, so it's been it's been going well. In fact, I um, I did a, an interview uh, with a guy named Doug Pudell. He's a Detroit mm-hmm. uh, DJ. He has a radio show, and uh, he's a hardcore, you know, uh, you know, rock guy and 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 a rock historian. He knows his stuff, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I did an interview with him, and, and um, he said, "Ron, he said, he says, I don't know, uh, I don't know why you're recording. He says you should be writing a book because we were talking about all these stories, you know, up at the studio with Lennon uh, and and this and that. But anyway, one thing led to another, and uh, he uh, he suggested that I that I contact the people that do the the Beatle Fest, and, and they had a Beatle Fest coming up in Chicago. And sure enough, uh-huh. right after I did that interview with him, I got invited out to the Beatle Fest, and, uh, and I flew out to Chicago and got to play with uh, uh, a couple of the bands out there and got to speak in front of a, an audience and, and talk. They were asking me questions about about my experiences with Lennon. It was, it was quite an experience. Of course, I signed some CDs and sold some CDs while I was there, but it was... Uh, it, uh, so, so the rock scene... Has uh, kind of uh, opened their arms to this it. thing. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they embraced it, and uh, and I'm getting a lot of radio playing, a lot of support from uh, from the people on on the on the jazz end too. So so my my fear uh, of it falling in the, in the cracks, uh, uh, thank God, didn't happen. You know. It well, it won't. You know, because I mean the the tracks on here. So we've got Let It Be, um, Imagine, Norwegian Wood, Yesterday, Happy Christmas, Can't Buy Me Love, Here, There, and Everywhere, Blackbird, Something, Fool on the Hill, Whatever Gets You Through the Night, and Good Night. Mm-hmm. And um, 
we're going to be playing a few. Well, we've opened up with uh, something, which is just something. It's amazing. Um, it's not just something. Um, your son, like I said, well, that's just amazing. That was his first time doing something like that. That's got to give him a hug for me. That's just great. And um, and then these other tracks. Uh, tell me what made you choose the tracks that you did choose for this uh, CD. All right. Well, that that uh, the tune selection was uh, mm-hmm. without a doubt the the toughest phase. And there were a lot of phases when you're doing a project like this. But the tune selection it starts with tune selection, and uh, mm-hmm. I have uh, I have every song uh, that uh, that uh, the Beatles. It's the four of them. Every song that they've ever written, I, I bought uh, every book that was published. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I didn't count them, but there, there might have been a thousand songs or more. I don't know. And I literally uh, went went through tune by tune, and uh, uh, as I've been explaining to you know to, to other people, I, uh, I I you know I didn't have a lot of these songs. Most of these songs were not in my repertoire. They're not they're not the tunes that that jazz groups play. Um, I, I've heard them and I know them and I and I knew the melodies uh, to most of them. Um, but to really know a tune, you really have to play it, and you have to uh, if you have to change key you may have to do that you may have to reharmonize it or or whatever you have to do maybe change the uh, the key signature or, or or change the the time signature if, you know you might want to put something at one of the tunes like for, for example um uh, happy christmas was and i don't want to get too technical here but it was written in 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 12 8 and i and i and i changed it to 6 8 cuz it just it just felt better to to improvise on as a, as a jazz musician uh-huh. it just felt more more so so stuff like that and then I had to live with each tune and learn it and and uh, and get really comfortable with it uh, and see if it would uh, have any possibilities to adapt to the, to the concept that I had in mind. So I went through every one of the tunes one at a time, and it took me probably six months to do that. It was a very strenuous, long. I remember. Yeah. I remember when you were working on this, and you were and, getting uh, ready to. But they yeah. had so much material; it made it 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 it, it made it uh, a long. You know, difficult process, and I was happy. You know, when I when I got finished picking those twelve tunes, I almost felt like I was done. <laughs> you know, like that was the hard uh-huh. part of the whole project. Now all I had to do was sit down and, and write arrangements for each one of them, and of course, and uh, you know, add the horns and strings and put it all together, and uh, and then record it. But the, I think the tune selection for me was was the most difficult um, of all the, of all the different processes that went through. You know. Mhm. Tell me um, about the other people that play with you on this uh, CD. Okay. Well, one of my favorite trumpet players uh, in the world, and he's a world-class trumpet player. And I've I've worked with so many so many great trumpet players. You know, as I said before, even Louis Armstrong himself. But uh, uh, Brian Lynch um, is uh, a world-class trumpet player. And uh, I heard him. First time I heard him was uh, was uh, on an album that he did with Phil Woods. Angela and I were co-hosting a radio show back in the late '90s. I guess it was '99, uh, after she had done her Swinging with Legends album. Uh, we we uh, were invited to do this radio show here at WSHR on Long Island, and we would do one show a week, uh, uh, five to seven. It was called Rush Hour Rendezvous, and. Uh, People, most of the, most of our audience was listening from their cars, so that's mm-hmm. the title, Rush Hour Rendezvous. So anyway, we would get these 
packages from promoters all the time, from radio promotion people, and they would send us material uh, that they would want want to get played on our show. And uh, and someone sent us this this album with Phil Woods, and it was called Mile High in Denver. And um, I see Brian Lynch, and I'm thinking, geez, I don't know who's Brian Lynch. I you know I know Tom Harrell was Phil Woods's trumpet player, so. We we played it and Angela and I sat there and like wow listen to this guy, so we were just knocked out and this is this goes back now, 16 years ago, and I thought Man, someday I want to do an album with Brian Lynch and uh, so for this project, uh, we had a little bit of a budget from the Kickstarter so I was able to uh, bring in the plays that I really wanted and Brian Lynch was uh-huh. the first person I called so so he's on the album, and. Uh, and there were there were three really excellent trumpet players on this album. Brian Lynch is playing most of the solos. Steve Medeo, who is also on the John Lennon album, uh, a trumpet player, he's playing on one of the tracks, and that's that's Imagine. It was kind of kind of cool having two of John's original horn players on this tribute. You know, I thought that that's was that's uh, amazing. I thought that worked out really nice. Yeah. So, so Steve Steve and I played on Imagine, and of course. Uh, Bob Milliken is is a world class uh, lead trumpet player, and he played all the the lead trumpet in, in, on, on the section parts, the horn section parts. So I had three amazing trumpet players on this project, and then uh, then I had a tenor player named Frank Porowski, who's a, a a very seasoned, you know, a veteran, a wonderful tenor saxophone player, and uh, on alto saxophone I had uh, Steve Greenfield, and uh, and on flute I had. Um, uh, a, a young monster named Mark Schwartz, who's a uh, you know he's a former student of mine, and he's out on the scene now. And he, he went, you know, of course he graduated from Eastman, he's, and then he continued and he went on and got his doctorate. Now he's making a lot of noise around New York and playing, you know, playing uh, his his butt off. He sounds wonderful. So he's he's the flute player on this project. And uh, the rhythm section, I had Cecilia Coleman on piano, Vince Cherico. Vince is a three-time Grammy winner, by the way. Oh, by the way, Brian Lynch wow. has also Brian Lynch also has a Grammy. So uh, between him and, the, and Vince Cherico, they have four Grammys between them. <laughs> and we have Tim Givens on bass. So uh, mm-hmm. it's a very it's a very strong band. Well, you're involved in the Grammys, and I know that you're involved in a lot of that. So that's pretty cool that you were able to draw that in. Um, you know, I didn't even know until until later. You know, I found uh-huh. out later that uh, that these guys had Grammys. They, you know, Vince Cherico. I've been working with Vince. In fact, Vince was the drummer on my last album, in uh, uh, the, the 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 tribute to Bla- Art Blakey, and that was uh, three years ago. And I only found out maybe six months ago that uh, after we after this album was uh, just about you know complete, and I'm and I'm on. I'm on the internet one day and I'm seeing you know, Vince Cherico. Oh wow, this guy's got three Grammys because <laughs> he got one this past year, and that's what triggered it. I said, "Oh, geez, Vince got a Grammy." And I went to look, and I see he had he had two prior, and um, and then I found out Brian Lynch had a Grammy as well. So that's pretty cool. Maybe that's an omen, you know. It is, and you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he gets something for this for this album. This is pretty cool. Let me tell you well, that. Let's let's keep our fingers crossed. Actually, it's it's, yeah. it's, in. it's entered. We have it entered uh, for this year for for Grammy and uh, awesome. That's we, so um, cool. We were out in your I neck of the woods. I remember going to the Grammys. 
I remember going. I remember my first year going to the Grammys. That was pretty trippy. Then I remember my second year. That was like, oh, we're going to the Grammys. Okay, all right. How far? How far are you from LA? I mean, you're 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 in that Southern California area. Six hours from LA, but um, I can get there faster. Oh, okay. And you and I'll talk about that later, but yeah, I can get there a lot faster than six hours. And hey, did you hear about the new thing they're they're going to build here in um, San Francisco? They're building this underground um, wind, well, not like a wind tunnel, but like like little capsule that goes underneath the ground, like the metro. And you'll be able to get to LA in one hour on this wow. little tiny thing. It's going to be a capsule. It's going to hold about. 35 to 40 people, and it's going to go to L.A. That's pretty trippy, huh? I would think so. I mean, how how long do you say it would, get from, it would take from San Francisco to L.A.? Well, driving with a normal person <laughs> would be five and a half to six hours. Driving with me, it's four. Um, <laughs> and this capsule is going to take how long? The capsule is going to take an hour. An hour. Oh, so, so, I mean, what is no, it going to do in like a thousand miles an hour? Minutes. Sorry, 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Sorry. Not an how hour. Is that possible? 30 I mean, how, how fast is that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But they're even doing one. Now they're doing one. They're building one from LA to Vegas. It's like, oh, honey, let's go to Vegas for the night. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go get married or let's go gambling or whatever. Right? <laughs> well, that sounds. I you know what I I I never heard about that, but that sounds so. Uh, it's sounds happening. Amazing. I know Isn't I know they have trains crazy? in France. They have trains in France that go. Uh, yep. Uh, Two hundred miles an hour, I think. You know. Yeah. You know, in fact, we were on one. We went. We did a, a festival, you know, uh, five or six uh-huh. years ago in in, in Nantes, and uh, wow, those things. Re- and you know what? You don't feel like you're going fast. They're they're so smooth. Um, I think they have a better rail system than we have here. In fact, I know they do, you know. But anyway. Yeah, you know, it's it's so different. It's safer. Um it, I believe it's safer. Um and they do they do definitely have a different rail system. Um uh and you know, I love Europe and you know I love France and I love Italy and that whole area. It's just it's just so beautiful. Where have where were you guys in Europe? We uh, we were invited to do a uh, uh, a two night jazz festival in a place called Nantes, Nantes, France. It's um, uh-huh. uh huh. I think I forget now. It's been it's been a few years, but it's south of 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 Paris, and uh, we had to take this uh-huh. uh, this high speed train from from Paris down to Nantes, and um, I know we were, we were cruising at a couple of hundred miles an hour. And, uh, it's trippy, isn't it? Yeah, it was it was uh, quite an experience. So, you know, yeah, it was it was, it was great. And I mean, you get we, there, and you're, you step off, and you're just like in this beautiful city, and you probably went to just I, I know that area. It's really really lovely. It's it's just so quaint and so charming. The people are actually really nice. A lot of people say, "Oh, go to France, you're going to be you know, it's all snobby." No, it's not. Uh-huh. No, no, we found the people to be, well, you know, we're going over there as, uh, 
we're not tourists, you know, and mm-hmm. you know we're we're part of the arts, and and they have uh, high regard for for all the arts over there. So so they they kind of really roll out the carpet for us, and uh, uh, the, the the I don't know the vibes were were just just very 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 cool. You know, we enjoyed it. Uh, I couldn't uh, understand uh, anything most of the people in the band were saying. They spoke probably a little bit better English than I spoke French. So we really couldn't communicate until we started playing. Um, but when the, when the downbeat went, happened, boom, it just all came together. I mean, music is music, and uh, and we connected so well. Uh, it was a great experience. I mean, these were Parisian all-stars. These were the best best players uh, in Paris, and uh, they just they just nailed the music. And, uh, and aside from that, I mean, everybody was just so cool and uh we 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 loved that whole experience. We were there for two nights. They gave us this this wonderful all star band, uh, and they gave us an hour to perform. I mean, a lot of these festivals. I mean, I've done festivals, and, and they'll say like, "You got eight minutes, you know, play play one or two tunes," because they have so many artists. But this one was different. They they only had a few artists, and they gave us a, a complete hour to to do our stuff, and it was a very very nice experience musically and, and socially and every other way, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it's so great to be appreciated. Um, now, I know you've done some, um, what, what do you have coming up? Are you going to be doing any um Yeah, actually, i got a very, yeah, very busy weekend that. coming up this weekend. I'm, uh, oh. I've been, I've been, for the past year and a half, I've been working at a jazz club here in Montclair, New Jersey. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful room and, uh, I, I, Angela and I had been working there with our, our quartet, and uh, we got got to be good friends with the owners, uh, uh, Christine and Enrico. Uh, uh, they became good friends. Uh, Enrico's a, a jazz uh, harmonica player and, and guitarist as well, and Christine is a is a jazz singer. So we had a lot in common, uh, and uh, and we so we started working in that room, and. Uh, we had then we got together. We had some. We'd go out for dinner, and they'd come over for a barbecue or whatever. And they had no idea that I had a, a big band, and that I had music for a big band. Um, and they were over our house uh, one day, and uh, we were talking about it. And I, I played a demo uh, that I did many years ago with my big band. And they said, "Geez, Ron, why don't you bring the big band into the club?" And I was reluctant uh, to to start the big band because it's a lot of work, and uh, and it's hard. You know, it's hard to pay 16 salaries. It's hard enough to work, work with a quartet with this economy, you know. So I was reluctant to put the band together, but they, they kind of pushed me a little bit in, in a nice way. And um, and I said, all right, let's give it a try. And, and P.S., we've been doing it for a year and a half, and it's been amazingly beautiful and fun. I'm, I'm having a ball, and I have a, a band full of, of best best players in the, in, the, in the New York area from, you know, New York City and Jersey. So it's been great. I've been doing that. And uh, and then Saturday night this week we're doing we're working Saturday night and and Sunday Sunday we're going to be at Trumpets wow. and Saturday night we're going to be at a club here on the island a place called Treme uh, it's in Islip New York and I'm, we're going to be doing that with the with the small band piano bass drums and Angela and myself and I'm going to be playing tunes from uh, from the album I'm going to be doing some of the things that I recorded but with a smaller smaller group you know so we're looking forward to that it's been uh, it's been fun I've been spending most of my time the past couple of weeks scaling down those arrangements so that we can play them with the small group so it's been it's been kind of busy but in a good way you know it's all good stuff you know that's amazing now if somebody wants to attend that how would they go about doing that um well they can uh 
the place on Long Island, they can, uh, it has a website. It's, uh, it's www.treme, T-R-E-M-E. Um, or just, maybe just Google it. Just just plug in uh, um, uh, Treme, Treme Jazz. I'm not sure if I have the, uh, uh, the, uh, the correct address right in front of me here. But, uh, but Trumpets would be uh, trumpetsjazz.com. And that's in uh, Montclair, New Jersey. That one I have memorized. Oh, wow. I've, I've been here so long. But the one in Islip, I, I think if people just uh, Google it, uh, uh, which I did last week, you know, it, it'll, it'll show up. That's amazing. Um, anything else that's going on now with you? Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I'll be doing the Beatles Fest again in April in New York. They're going to have one in New York, so they invited me to do that one too. Um and uh, that's that's pretty much pretty much it. I'm I'm at Trumpets the 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 third, you know the, the uh, well the last Sunday of each month with the big band. And, uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Then, so you know, on the CD with the songs that you had recorded, were there any songs that you were wanting to record and you had to kind of pick and choose and what songs didn't make it on here, which one did you really want to do that you didn't do? Yeah, well, it's, hmm, it's funny you ask that I question. I knew that. Because there, there, there was one. Um, uh, I wanted, I wanted, I, I had written an arrangement on Hey Jude. And um, it, it, I mean, it sounded, it sounded like it should have worked and it didn't for some reason. And sometimes you can't even put your finger on why it doesn't work. But uh, I always, when I'm when I'm doing a project like this, I I listen really carefully, and if I I try to get something something magical to happen, and I can't even tell you what magical means, but something magical has to happen during the course of that four or five minutes, um, and if it doesn't, uh, I just I just take it out. I don't use it. You know, it has to have a moment, and 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 I couldn't get Hey Jude to have that moment, and I tried so many different things to make it work. And um, uh-huh. and it just it just didn't feel right didn't 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 come up to the level of everything else, so it was hard to do. But uh, you swallow you swallow your pride and, and you just cut it, you know. And that's what I did. So that was that was the one tune that I that I had planned on recording that I didn't record. But it's interesting that you would ask that. No, no one else really, you know, uh, asked me that question. But. Uh, that's, I just really wanted to know because I know that was like your whole thing. I remember when you were getting ready to start this project, you were really working, and I know Angela had said you were really thinking about what songs did you really want to do. And I'm just curious what songs you wanted to do that you just didn't. It didn't click. It didn't work for you. And that's interesting. Yeah. Well, that was that was one, and I spent a lot of time. Uh, you know, arranging it and recording mm-hmm. it. I mean, we had the whole thing uh, complete. Uh, put a lot of work into it. Probably put more work into that than anything else because I just uh, I tried different things. I added percussion. I, I tried different solos. I redid some solos, and um, I brought in a guitar player and I, I tried. You know, I tried making it work. It just you know, and and all said and done, I said you know what, it's too much work. I'm not I'm not getting what I. What I want to get out of this, it's not having that that moment that I was just talking about. And uh, I, the best it wasn't to do supposed to be. So you got what you were supposed to have, you know. And these are really beautiful pieces. Um, 
I'll keep I'll keep that in mind though. I mean, it's not dead. I mean, I'll keep it in mind for no. for future project and uh Hey, you know what you could do? I have an idea. I have an idea. You What's could that? maybe during one of your concerts or one of your when you're playing, maybe throw that song in. It's not on the CD, but maybe just see how it feels and play it. Well, it's an idea. In fact, maybe I'll try it Saturday night. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> I think but, that would uh, be so fun. Yeah, but I thought you know, we we have about an hour's worth of music on on the album without that, mm-hmm. so it didn't um, you know it didn't really uh, you know affect uh, the the production you know by eliminating no. it. And uh, you're better off. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not how much you have on air or how long the album is. It's how it's how good it is. The quality of what's mm-hmm. on there, you know, that that really that really counts. So. Uh, if uh, if, you, if you get any any kind of a, a negative feel about something, you just have to, well, you know, swallow your pride and, and and cut it, you know, edit it out. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. You know, um, I want to segue into this now. Um, you come from a musical family. Your whole family, you and your wife and your son, are all musical. Um, your son on the violin and mm-hmm. Angela with her jazz and. Angela appears on your um, tribute to John Lennon and the Beatles and uh, the song um, Good Night. I was going to play that and then maybe have you guys talk a little bit and then talk more about the album. And How do you yeah, feel well, about that? I feel I feel good about that. Let me just preface it by, by saying that. Uh, yeah, I want to hear about it. Um, she... Um, we were we had I had finished the the tune selection phase and I had I had my mm-hmm. my twelve tunes picked and um, and Angela said something because we have this this Christmas album by Manhattan Transfer mm-hmm. um, Manhattan Transfer is just an amazing vocal group and uh, and we play this album every year and uh, on that album is that tune Good Night mm-hmm. um, so Angela says she says what about End the album with good night. I says, is that a Lennon tune? She says, yeah. I said, are you sure? So she picks up the album and she looks and it's Lennon, Lennon McCartney. I said, wow. I said that I love that tune. I says, that's the closer and you're gonna sing it. You know. So and that's the only track she sings on, and it's it's the it's the it's the end of the album. I thought it was a really nice touch to to do to do that tune as the closer and just like hey good night and so Angela of course we it was this was an afterthought uh so I called up uh, an old buddy of mine guitar player named Dominassi he's a veteran jazz guitarist and uh, he came running out he's he lives in a city where out here on Long Island and he came out he drove drove out here and uh, about 15 minutes later we had it down you know and that's about how long it took just guitar and Angela and then of course I uh just the three of us, and I, I added some saxophone, little, little obligados around her and Dom, and um, like I say, it was an afterthought, and uh, and and it worked out really nice, uh, you know, and uh, you know, Evangela, she's she's got that studio stuff down, you know, she comes she comes she comes downstairs, and in 15 minutes, boom, we had another we had another tune done, you know, so it was wow. Cool. That's amazing. Well, you know what I should do is um, I'm going to play that tune, if that's cool with you. Of course. Um, real quick for everyone. And then when we come back, we'll have Ron and Angela both on the line. I love Angela. It's great. 
She's your other half. I mean, she, you guys you balance each other out. So I'm going to play that song real quick. Is that cool with you? That's cool. Go ahead. Sure. Okay. So we're going to play Good Night, and um, it is uh, track 12 on the John Lennon and the Beatles tribute um, CD. So let's play that, and then we'll be right back, everyone. Here you guys go. jobs on your own, and I know that you've accompanied Ron, and Ron's accompanied you on quite a few of your um, jazz travels, should I say that? Oh, jazz sure, travels? most of them, actually. We we do. We like to stick together. It's fun. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's so great. It is. 
And you so got do you like the way it. I just kind of got into got onto the album? I just uh, I eased my way onto a, on an instrumental <laughs> album. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. And you know that's such a great that's such a great rendition. I think Ron, you did a good job on that choosing that. That's great. And 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 Angela, how you found that song and how it was just so meant to be for the for the album. Um, yeah. And Ron, well, did I, you sing that song around your house a lot? Yes, actually, we do. Well, around the holidays, it's on that Manhattan Transfer album, and it was always uh, one of our favorites. And for years, I didn't know it was a it was a Lennon McCartney tune. It's kind of funny. That's so awesome. That's yeah. that's really cool. And your voice is just so sweet on that that <laughs> song. And Thank I can you. just imagine. I could just imagine that could be like you know what you sang to your son as he was growing up. You know. Ah, uh, um, yeah. We we did we did sing a lot. We we played a lot and sang a lot for him when he was younger. Sure, that was a, I bet. That's a special. So tell me, what's it like, um, Ron, for you and Angela and your son all to be in the same house? Creative minds. Now here you go. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I, I you know I think I think back and, and that poor kid didn't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was he was going to be a musician and. and uh, uh, not, not that um, you know we twisted his arm or anything, but I I, I just think uh, you know with with us being in the business, um, mm-hmm. uh, it seemed to be a natural thing for him. He was around musicians. I mean, here he is in the, up in a recording studio with Lionel Hampton when he was about seven or eight years old. You know, and oh my having, gosh, ha- having all these um, great musicians around him and, and listening to, to to music. And I mean, we took him every place. Um, uh, when we did Angela's Swing with Legends album, he was in the control room. You know, uh, you know, soaking it all in. You mm. know, in fact, he was soaking it all in before he was born. Angela was two months pregnant. She was doing shows up in the Catskills. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh! Are you it kidding? was not easy fitting into those gowns. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, you, oh my gosh, you could look elegant. I swear, in that, Aww. that would be amazing. Wow. <laughs> so fun. now, are you planning on? Now, Ron, are you going to have Angela come on stage and sing this song during your show? Yes, actually, uh, I wrote a, a new arrangement um, yeah. for Angela for, for this instrumentation. Yeah, um, it's similar. I mean, it's going to be pretty much the same form as what you just heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since we're working with a, a piano, bass, and and drummer, I mm-hmm. uh, I included you know the rhythm section and so i wrote a, a, a brand new arrangement that we're going to be doing for the first time um saturday night at, at treme oh, oh you're kidding right. i'm looking really looking Are forward to it too of you course wear? When I, <laughs> I don't know what ron's wearing <laughs> well, i'll let him make up his own mind <laughs> what are you gonna wear come on I don't you know. know. Something all about sparkly. Come on, you know, you know how girls go. <laughs> the minute, at the moment, at the last minute, you'll decide to wear that 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 blue sequin thing, you know, or something else. That's probably you know? what I am going to wear—a blue sequin thing. There you go. <laughs> you I love sequins. Me. Yes, uh, sequins are awesome because you shine. You always shine. Um, uh. What was it like for you when uh, Ron was doing this uh, tribute um, CD? Because I know that you are such an in- you guys work together a lot, and you're so integral in this. And um, 
I know that a lot of times when I spoke to you, Ron's working really quick right now. Got to be quiet. <laughs> oh, like, oh, wow. well, okay. <laughs> No, no, I don't. It's not. It's probably just quiet when he's recording. That's all. Uh, the the studio is on the lower level, and I have to be, you know, walking around on my tippy toes sometimes for certain mm-hmm. things. I just don't want to wreck the perfect recording. <laughs> you don't no. want to have that on your conscience. But uh, no, what was it like? Um, wonderful. I mean, from the very beginning when he was uh, selecting the songs, I got such a kick out of it because, um, interestingly, he didn't. He wasn't as familiar with the Beatles songbook as um, I guess as I was maybe I'm not sure maybe it was more my generation kind of thing and and when the Beatles were really big he was uh, into all into Eric Dalphy and all the other <laughs> big jazz people you know and uh, a lot of the songs he was approaching when he was playing through them and looking through the songbook he was playing them like almost like listening to them for the first time not really but Amazing. but he yeah he brought a freshness to everything which was really wonderful because you know not not knowing those traditional takes of the songs so completely like uh, like you might um you just look at it in a new way and he had he had wonderful takes on things and I'm thinking wow that's going to be really interesting and it did Norwegian wood and it was it was gorgeous and you know mm-hmm. you know what it was probably a blessing mm. uh, uh, not not having played the tunes a million times because then you get locked into a uh, a fixed uh, approach on it, you know. So I was I was pretty open minded. I, I had a, si- since I was uh, kind of new uh, in in this in this library of mm. music. Well, many of the tunes I was uh, I, I I had the opportunity to be to be creative without you know without being uh, uh, forced into a particular pattern that 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 I've been playing for say twenty or thirty or thirty years. You know? Exactly, you weren't locked into. What everybody else normally has stuck in their heads when they hear a particular song like that—that's that was really a, a blessing. You're right. Yeah, one of the, one of the one of the problems was uh, not getting too creative, you know, and, and losing the, <laughs> losing the melodies. You know, you want to you want to you want to stay true to their melodies, but you still want to keep room for because it's a jazz album, and, and you want to keep you want to you want to have enough room for improvisation, but without stepping all over the melodies. So, uh, well, so you know, it was a little bit of a challenge. Beautiful. Yeah. It's actually beautiful. I want to talk about the packaging really quick because the packaging is really neat. Love all the pictures inside, and uh, it's just really beautiful. Um, and you dedicate this album to your daughter Lisa. Um, mm-hmm. So we want to make sure. I know she's probably listening to this for you guys. That's so <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. so awesome. And uh, I know there's a lot of other musicians. You've got pictures here of amazing people that worked on Yeah, we decided to to not only put the pictures of all the musicians that are on the album, but we we actually gave a mention to everybody that contributed to the project. Uh And... um, that was a uh, that was suggested to me by by my artist, and I'm thinking, well, that's a great idea, you know. And the people who contributed, they're so proud to see them. They're sending us pictures, you know. They're taking pictures, you know, <laughs> of, of their name on the inside and sending them to us and everything. And, that's cute. Yeah. And uh, it's a, it's a good way to say thank you because I gotta say, uh, I mean, it's a heartfelt uh, uh, thank you. I, I've never been uh, um, so humbled in my life. I, I just. I'll never understand why strange people would give me money to do an album, you know, and they did, and uh, I, I got to say it was it was very very appreciated. Uh, oh, Kickstarter, it was, it was, yeah, yeah, it was wonderful, wonderful thing. 
And then so I'm we, looking at the insert here, and it's really cool. Um, it's got, you know, where you talk a little bit about shortly after you finished your stint in a, with Lionel Hampton's band, and then it goes on and talks about the story that you were talking about, and pictures of walls and bridges, and pictures in the in the in the album, and then you talk about each each piece of music, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, that's really neat because I don't think a lot of people do that, and I love this family. I love this portrait at the at the at the you know at the in the back. That's really cool. Really, really cool. The, the, and the, I, like, I did that sketch, you know, on on the cover. Um, I was talking beautiful. with my artist, and I I always liked drawing and painting, and you know I have that mm-hmm. uh, uh, that uh, that other love in the. When when I was a kid, I I spent half my life, you know, sketching and drawing and painting and all that kind of stuff, and I and I and I like doing that. Um, but when I was talking with my artist, we, we were discussing various covers for the album, and um, he says, you know what, probably look good, Ron. He says like a like a, a a sketch of 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 John's face, you know. I said, let me see what I can, you know, can do, and I and I sat down and. In about ten minutes, I I came up with that picture and I sent it to him and he says perfect. And that was, so that that's we put that right on the cover. And the, and the funny part amazing. is uh, and here's now now check this out. And I didn't I didn't think about this until later. The Walls and Bridges album that I did with John uh, in 1974. What do you think is all over his album uh, sketches that he did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think I everything think just came that. full circle, you know, really, don't you? I, you started I working do. with Steve Madeo. He, br- he brings him back uh, on, uh, you know, on, on the on the Imagine, Imagine yeah. and uh, it's just really nice. And I, I guess you already talked about the Eight for Kids thing. We haven't. We haven't. haven't. I think we should talk about that, though. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's I, talk I, about that. Yeah. Okay, I spoke to you. I, I might have mentioned this a while back, but, um, you know, that John Lennon did a lot uh, philanthropically, and we really thought that... Uh, it would be nice to do something also that kind of was in his spirit, you know, in his memory. And uh, Ron decided to donate $2 from the sale of each CD to a children's organization, and we found a great one. We found AidForKids.org, and uh, they take care of families and children all over the world. And uh, they're wonderful people. They give a, they actually give 98% of all their contributions. Um, that's how much they donate back. They have very low overhead. Wow. And that you know they're they're a very highly accredited organization. So that's what we decided to do, and uh, we uh, put together a video on the song "Imagine" that Ron and Steve go back and forth on, and uh-huh. we incorporated not only pictures of the two musicians, but also pictures that Aid for Kids sent us of all the people that and the children that uh, they've taken photos of around the world that they've helped, and it, it's a really neat thing. And we mentioned that uh, we we do donate there, so we, you know we're trying to do our part to keep that that spirit going. No, that's amazing. That's that's kind of cool that you guys are doing that and doing the project along with that because I know the fun. I know the um, Kickstarter campaign was really fun. I mean, were you amazed, Ron, at how many people really believed in this? Yeah, I, um, I, I got to say, I, I, um, as I said before, uh, humbled, amazed, surprised—call um, it, call it what you want. Uh, I, I, uh, I never had an experience like that. You know, I never really—I uh, uh, don't know. I was kind of worked for, for 
everything that I got, and to just and to just not that this wasn't work because it, it takes Angela did a ton of work setting it up and uh, and of course getting the word out and everything. But uh, when I started seeing these people donating, I mean we had we had a donor uh, that dropped in like five hundred dollars, and I'm thinking, holy smokes, I could not believe it. You know, I mean most of them were, you know, not that size, but uh, um, but uh, I mean every day uh, I would get a little. A little you know, we get, they would send us messages whenever someone donated, and and every mm-hmm. day we were getting like two and three donors. You know, and um, it's amazing. I, 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 it was one of the the thrills of my life. I, I, I can't tell yeah. you how how knocked out I was. We know? had we, we had Kickstarter withdrawal when the program was over because we oh, were that's so, funny. so used to getting those messages, and you know, we we wake up in the morning and now, look at that. Yeah. Well, now you can get Twitter messages like I've been getting them, where I twittered and you twittered, and we went back and forth <laughs> with each other. So you know, I think Twitter's really cool. I want to say real quick. If and if you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards and on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio on demand. You can download it. And um, really quickly, um, it's really funny. You guys are going to laugh when you hear all this. Um, tomorrow morning uh, at 9 a.m. my time and noon um, EST time, Angela Bowie, it's her birthday, and oh, she nice. asked to interview me and me. She's going to interview me. On, I've interviewed her a couple times, but she's going to interview me on her radio show with Rick Hunt. So that's going to be really kind of fun for me tomorrow. Um, that is. You know, because then I can talk about some of the things I'm doing, you know, besides spreading love and happiness and good music out there to everybody. Um, and then Friday we have a special show um, on the film festival, so that'll be really cool. So uh, that film festival show, I believe, is up um, is South by Southwest, um, and it's going to be. You know, this is just all really, really cool stuff going on. You know, so I am really happy that both of you were able to be here, and you especially, Ron. And with this album, it's just so, so touching to me that you chose this because I know that you were just feeling um, as I wrote in the bio that you felt you know that there was so much music left behind and uh, you picked and chose the right music that worked for you and you felt gravitated to Mm -hmm. so and what a great thing for you Angela to be involved in this you oh, know? absolutely. I'm honored. Absolutely so now, honored. Do you have a website for that foundation that you want to give out? Well, you can, uh, sure. It's aid for kids, A-I-D-F-O-R-K-I-D-S dot org. Mm-hmm. Or you can actually go to Ron's site, ronapria.com, R-O-N-A-P-R-E-A dot com. And I believe right on the uh, the page it talks about it's aid for top, kids and there's yeah. a link to their site. Yeah, it but, is. Uh, and there's like a whole said, section on John Lennon. Amazing yep. pictures on that site. Love mm-hmm. that. Some and you'll see some of those there. pictures. You'll see some of those pictures in the album liner booklet that comes with the CD if you buy the CD. So that's mm-hmm. a little incentive too for everybody. Yeah, and, uh, no, you mm-hmm. guys are awesome. Well, you know, you chose a really cool song to end with today, which is Norwegian Wood. Ron, why don't you tell us a little bit about that song and why you chose that and 
we're going to end, I guess, our show with that song. So talk well, about it. I chose Norwegian Wood for the same reason that I chose all of the other tunes. They, um, it, you know, it's a tune that when I when I when I played it, and I, I've heard recordings of that. I've heard jazz recordings of it as well. In fact, Buddy Rich, uh, his big band had a, a beautiful version of Norwegian Wood, so I knew that would work in 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 the jazz genre. Um, mm-hmm. And it's always been one of my favorite tunes. I, I, I added my own little twists to it, and um, you know, reharmonized some of the things. And um, and I decided to play the, the soprano on this. I, I kind of heard the soprano sax on a little higher pitch instrument. Um, and uh, and I thought, you know, that was that was one of the easier ones because I I had a picture of that in my head before I started, and I was familiar with that song. One of the few tunes that I was familiar with. And um, and I knew right from the get go that that was going to be on the album, and um, and it was fun. And I, I brought Brian Lynch in on this one, and uh, he just plays a, a wonderful trumpet solo on this, and it has a lot, a lot of energy. It's got a it's got a nice pulse to it. You know, I, I added uh, an interesting bass line that that keeps it that keeps it moving, and um, and that's that's basically it. It's just a fun tune to play. It is. It's it's nice to listen to. And um, I just have to tell everyone, if you really are into jazz, first of all, if you're into jazz, um, you'll really appreciate this uh, CD. If you're into John Lennon and the Beatles, you'll even you'll appreciate it even more because the the different ways that these are all arranged are so different and so on spot on. Where, like you said, you don't lose the song. And it's just beautifully composed. So I want to thank both of you today for being here. And again, Ron and Angela are both on Facebook. <laughs> and Ron's website is, again, uh, Ron, R-O-N, and then A-P-R-E-A, and, um, and then it's .com, right? Correct. I'm sorry. Yeah, .com. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just like, it is Wednesday already. It's like the middle of the week. And I think I talked to you, Angela, the other day. It's just like, wow, it just feels so off. Doesn't it feel like it's like a Friday already? Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, every week is starting to fly by. That's that's not a good it thing, is. I don't think. Well, I'm just so, glad everybody is here. And I'm so glad that both of you were able to be here on the first day of fall. Um, what's it like there today? Is it warm? Is it is it uh the weather's great weather. here. It's it's it's, it? it's perfect perfect fall weather. Um, but you know what I was just thinking? Uh, yeah. You were talking about that that train there that that, that goes as fast yeah, as yeah, the speed yeah, of yeah. light. <laughs> maybe maybe they'll 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 run that thing from west coast to the east coast and you can Are be you here like in, me? in two hours. <laughs> I that's what I want. That's what I want so bad. I'm like thinking. I said I said to myself, wow. Wouldn't that be so cool if they just like started doing like where you go to an underground station, you ch- you choose your destination, like New York City or you know upstate New York or you know just anywhere. You could just get on there and go. How long? Were, I, I missed it. Yeah, I missed it. Thirty <laughs> minutes to L.A. I just looked it up. It's thirty How minutes. How much? Thirty minutes to L.A. from San Francisco to L.A. underground. They wow. say they travel at a very, very, very high speed, and they are now just going to put one in from L.A. to Vegas. 
that oh my goodness why would they choose that because really they want you to come and gamble you know i was going to say exactly (laughs) wonder who's paying for that weddings there let me tell you no Oh my God. Oh, I love it. That oh, would be amazing. Man. That would be amazing. I know. Well, yeah. Since I'm not a, like, a great flyer. No, well, regardless, well, I know. I'm not a good flyer either, especially after with everything going on right now. Um, I um, I choose to fly privately if I can. But, um, you know, it's just it's just so hard, you know, right now. I think for a lot of people getting on the plane and going... But I want to thank you for positive, beautiful music, carrying on the legends that we've had. Um, and we still have. We still have Ringo. We still have Paul. And, um, you know, Angela, I was telling um, Ron that Ringo's going to be here next month. He's playing the Vintage or the Harvest Festival up here, which is all starting. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. very cool. I don't know if his son Zach's going to be with him. But um, it should be an interesting. It should be a very interesting concert. I know Chicago and America are going to be here. <laughs> it's going to be pretty funny. Um, it's going to be a fun concert. But um, I want you both to come up here and play soon. Um, that would be really fun, Ron. <laughs> we got to find some venues. There you go. Play. Well, you're, you're in yeah. charge. You're in charge of venues. We'll be there. Okay. Either with bells on. All right. I'll find. I'll find. I'll find places for you guys to play. How's that? I've got this one place in mind already in Napa. That's like a jazz club. That during even the broad daylight, you walk in this dark room and it's all smoky. It's not smoky, smoky like from cigarettes, but it's like got that whole atmosphere where it's dark and they've got the. It's got the lights down low, and it's got that velvet-like feeling to it. Oh, and the chandeliers. It's just so cool. Listen, I, you don't need to sell me on coming to. out and playing no, music in wine I country, okay? <laughs> I know, I know. You're going to be out here soon. So we're yeah. going to end our show with um, Norwegian Wood. And, again, go get this album, guys. It's amazing. And you'll get to hear Angela sing on it, too. And, Ron, <laughs> I want to thank you so much for being here again today. It's always always a pleasure having you on. And it's always fun fun being here with you. And thanks for inviting me today, too. You're very, very welcome. And with that, we are going to end our show. And uh, make sure to tune in tomorrow morning if you want to know a little bit uh, about me. Um, We're at 9 o'clock a.m. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I live (laughs) rock star hours, you know what I mean? It's like, um, okay. But, um, yeah. So it'll be 9 o'clock and 12 noon. And then Friday, um, again, on Red Velvet Media, we'll have um, our film. I'm going to have Ava on and uh, with Spencer Drake, so it'll be really fun. Okay, so we'll listen for you tomorrow. Yeah, here you guys go. And have okay. a great night and a great evening, and uh, enjoy that first day of fall. Here you guys okay. go.